Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds here for our weekly conversation that we call Next Step Leadership. Tracy, it's good to be able to have a conversation with you again. Hey, it's good to be with you again, Chris. Today, we are so blessed to have Dr. Ron White with us, the president of Emmanuel College. And I was thinking this morning, man, our relationship goes back for decades. Uh, We've been friends for a long time. And it was actually his voice of encouragement and endorsement that got me in the door at Emmanuel College. And Mm -hmm. first as campus pastor and a teacher in the School of Christian Ministries and later as dean of School of Christian Ministries. And then he asked me to serve as uh, the interim vice president for student development, which became the the vice president for student development. But we've been friends with Ron and Carol for years. I love him dearly, and it's an honor to have you with us today, buddy. It is great to be here. Uh, I'm honored to be a part of this. uh, and it's uh, it's been great working with both of you guys um, over the years. As a, as you said, this is my second tour of duty. Uh, I'm completing seven years uh, this September uh, as president. But but prior to that, in a former life, I was there for 22 years uh, in various positions. So I'm I'm kind of a lifer, long lifer there there at Emmanuel. Well, for. Um Conversations like this, uh, you know, and thinking about our opportunity to, and the honor to serve together, uh, as we are working together, uh, we go through seasons, uh, seasons of joy and celebration and seasons of uncertainty. And we have done that at Emmanuel College. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tracy and I want to just to hear you tell us again uh, the, the great things that, that God has done. Uh, through you, through your leadership, and through our team. Uh, God has done at Emmanuel College. But that includes the sad parts of the story, the difficult seasons that we have endured. So, yeah, let's just dive in, and you begin uh, telling us your story. Well, if you're going to have a miracle story, um, that it usually starts with difficulty, tragedy, um, pain. And uh, we certainly had our share of that. Um, when I came to be president in 2014. Uh, now, you guys were there. You were living it before I ever got there. Right. I was sort of in the dark um, as the uh, conversations began to flow to me. You guys were living it. And maybe maybe y'all ought to say a little bit about set the, set the tone because um, I came in um, into yeah. a pretty tough spot. Yeah, we... We were never strangers to financial challenges at Emmanuel, being a tuition-driven school, a small Christian, uh, private, uh, liberal arts school that has seen many years of thriving. Uh, we were in the in the throes of, of our worst uh, situations, and uh, we were uh, the crises. You can get in the specifics of that uh, were daunting. Uh, you were definitely. Uh, it was so wonderful to have a friend. Uh, that the Lord introduced back into our story together. But yeah, it was a scary time. Well, it was the craziest thing for me because it was the last thing on my list. Um, I had served, as I said, for 22 years, and it was a great experience. Raised my family right there in Franklin Springs, and 
um, you know, uh, never after I left, I never thought I would return. I thought I had done, done, served my time, you know, done Mm -hmm. my duty and, um, was happy where I was and certainly had a plan for retirement and the future. Um, I had my plan all laid out so nicely, you know, it was just a perfect plan. Yeah. And then uh, circumstances and God stepped in and just interrupted that completely. And and why did you say yes to this? How did you like? How did you know it was the right thing Ooh, to do? I didn't uh, want to say yes to this. I can mm-hmm. tell you, um, the um, what what happened was I had a friend of mine uh, who's works at Emmanuel, uh, who's very close to the situation, uh, and he called me and said, uh, hey, Ron, I want to just uh, share with you a little bit about what's going on at Emanuel College and let you know that, uh, that the president resigned today. And I said, what are you calling me for? Mm-hmm. He says, well, I just thought you needed to know. And I said, okay, uh, well, appreciate the call, but, you know, I think I hear what you're saying. I'm not interested. Uh, because I could tell he was, you know, wanting me to throw my name in the hat. We were friends, and he had confidence in me. Mm-hmm. And um, so what happened was uh, we had a nice conversation, talked about our families, said goodbye. And I'll have to tell you, the, the, first, the next 15 seconds after that phone call, I'll have to say, goes down in, in my personal history as one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. Because I had about a 15-second prayer with God that just shook me and changed me and, and, and let me know that, that God speaks directly into our hearts. Um, maybe not so much with, with um, a, 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 a voice mm-hmm. in my head more than a voice in the room, but it was just like a voice in the room. So I hung up the phone and... Without even thinking, the first thing that came through my mind, I said, Lord, you don't want me to apply for that job, do you? And in a nanosecond, I heard God's voice in my head saying, no, you don't have to apply. And I said, wow, that's great. And then (laughs) he also said, but if they call you, you must serve. Oh, wow. And I went, whoa, whoa, wait. And the conversation was over. He had mm-hmm. spoken, and he was done. He didn't need to say anything else. And I'm stammering and stuttering there, wait a minute. Um, and uh, I went into the living room, and my wife goes, who was that? And I told her. She said, what did he want? And uh, Because we were both aware of some of the things going on at the college. And I said, well, he called to tell me a few things about the college and that the president had resigned. And she said, you're not applying for that job. <laughs> and I said, you're right, I'm not. I just had a prayer with God, and God said I didn't have to apply. She said, really? I said, yeah, but he did also <laughs> add that if they call me, I have to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the beginning of our journey in that process. Now, I'm going to go on record, I never applied. I wow. never applied. But within two weeks, one of the board members called me and said, could we meet for coffee? I'd like to talk to you about it. And I said, I'm not interested in the job. He says, I'd just like to talk to you about it. And he came down and talked to me about it. And he's a good personal friend. And I said to him, look, I'm not applying for this job because God told me I didn't have to apply. 
He said, that's okay. Would you come for an interview? (laughs) 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 And that's how it worked out. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. But um, they called me, and, uh, and there I am. Well, Ron, tell us a bit of the situation. I mean, get as much as the, of the specifics as you feel confident sharing. Yeah, right. Well, we have shared just about everything um, publicly as to what happened. Um, but, I mean, the, really, the bottom line is we ran out of money. Mm. Uh, we, we were just out of resources. And um, so we began, we began to uh, try to determine uh, what the causes were, but it really didn't matter what the causes were, right? Uh, what mattered was what we were going to do. And so our challenge was to figure that one out. And the, the big challenge was that we had too much debt and not enough money. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, eventually led us to go into default uh, in our debt, which was very embarrassing, mm-hmm. very difficult for a Christian organization to face. And to be able to tell your creditors, we can't pay you, and be able to tell your vendors that, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to, to pay you, but... Um, you know, it's pretty tough right now. And, and we were just trying to make payroll and trying to uh, deliver the education we had promised our students uh, and the life that we had promised our, our students. And it was just a, a really difficult time. Mm. You know, the, the amazing part about all that was that unbeknownst, the students didn't know this stuff. I mean, not that we were keeping secrets, because on the other side of things, the college was thriving. I mean, the classrooms were thriving. The sports were thriving. Uh, spiritually, we were returning corners. God was doing amazing things in our dorms. Uh, but we were facing these challenges. And on some level, it was encouraging, but it was also frustrating because it was like the inequity between the gap between those two things. Well, it's not only was, it, was that true at the beginning of the crisis. That was true three years into the crisis. Yes. That we continued to grow in our enrollment. And the students continued to show up, and faculty continued to show up, and yeah. everybody just uh, settled into, uh, you know, doing the real hard work. Uh, it, it was yeah. really an amazing experience. And again, you guys were there. You you saw that transformation. Hmm. And you helped create uh, a climate of adjusting to and responding to things that you really couldn't control. I'd never faced anything like that, and I thought I was the worst possible candidate for the job, um, and and so did a lot of other people. <laughs> but uh, and, and even the board, um, <clears throat> the board was looking for someone who had done uh, work out um, of this kind of problem, yeah, crisis, um, and and they found a couple of guys uh, that they were pursuing. And after I interviewed, I mean, gosh, it was. Ten weeks went by uh, across the entire summer, um, but as they were pursuing a, a final candidate, um, it wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. And uh, this friend, same friend of mine who met with me and asked me if I would apply, said, um, "Well, why don't we look back at Ron?" And so that's what happened, and that's how I wound wound up being there um, Labor Day weekend, interviewing again and talking about what we could do and, um, and what, what might happen here. But I, again, I felt totally unqualified, uh, felt, um, didn't know what to do. And, but I did know one thing to do and that was to turn to God. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I tried to do. And in, 
in terms of leadership, I don't know what kind of leader I am. I hope I'm a good leader, but but I know that leaders have a responsibility in the Christian organizations in particular to point people to God mm-hmm. because God is the source. God is the solution. If you're a, a Christian leader and you're and you're think you think you've got it all together and you can figure it out, man, you're you're wrong. You're gonna build sticks and stones. You're 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 not gonna build with the quality materials that yeah. God talks about that we need to build our lives and our organizations um, with. And and so uh, that that's part of it is just making sure that you are leading by example and showing people yeah. that God is the one who's in control. And if we're gonna get out of this mess, it's gonna be God who helps us out and God who points the way and God who opens up the Red Sea and so on. Remember the words. emphasize that regularly. I mean, that was a part of every story you told when you had to stand up and tell us news that wasn't really good news. You told it, but you brought us back to God, not not as an excuse or a placing blame. It was an invitation. We must pray now. We must pray first. Yeah, we must just pray through. We must continue this life of prayer. Uh, f- from a leadership perspective, how did you find that healthy balance of honesty where you told the truth? I mean, years ago, um, you know, leaders were almost trained to not reveal all, uh, that much information. But now, reaching this generation, we have to be authentic, we have to be transparent, and say what needs to be said, but say it the right way. How, how are you willing to yeah. do that? Well, you know, I, I think, first of all, you have, to, uh, you have to prepare yourself, and sometimes you're preparing yourself and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a student of leadership. Um, I've always read leadership books. In fact, I've read probably more business leadership books than I do faith-based mm-hmm. leadership books because I, I think the principles of leadership are created by God yes. and that people in all walks of life use those principles to succeed, in, in including the business world. And uh, we need a healthier dose of that probably in the Christian world and in particular, particularly in the higher education setting. But... Um, I've been a student of leadership. My doctoral dissertation was on transformational leadership, a particular brand of leadership. And um, I had I fell in love with that theory, and I, I saw s- some of the things in me that I had naturally done that were a part of that theory. And one of those things is this whole business of leading by example. Uh, but I've always been that kind of leader. Uh, I've never been afraid of uh, the dirty work, rolling your sleeves up, uh, never ask people to do things I wouldn't be willing Amen. to do. And and so um, leading by example is a, a key factor here. And um, so for me, I had to put my eyes on God. And I had to try to see the circumstance through God's eyes. Mm. How did God see our trouble and our problem? And then I had to try to then communicate that to the people around me trying to help them get their minds off of the problem, which is where we often want to go. We focus on the challenges more than we focus on God. And we wring our hands and we worry and we sweat and we go through all the emotional problem and challenge. But the real challenge is getting your mind on God. It's seeing it from God's Mm -hmm. perspective rather than seeing it from the human perspective. I mean, our situation was impossible. Yeah. From a human perspective, it was impossible. True. 
So where do you go for the impossible? Yeah. You go to God because yeah. he can do the impossible. We can't. So that, that's what I kept trying to get people to focus on. That's where the prayer first thing came from. Mm-hmm. Um, well, prayer first became pray through, <clears throat> you know, and, and it really, uh, and let me just talk to that a second. Because, you know, we talk about in leadership how we have to continue to put the vision out there. And the vision was always starting with God, but then it wasn't starting with God. It was staying with God. And we put that, we printed that and put it all over the campus and it was as a much reminder the, for the us. pray first. Yeah, pray yeah, we first. had those banners everywhere. Everywhere, uh, not just in the chapel, but every classroom, walking right. down the hallways. And I'll never forget. Well, just this morning, Ron, uh, I get my email to remember to pray first for Emmanuel College, and I get emotional thinking about that. But you know, I do believe that God is the author and the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And you're absolutely right to seek first his kingdom. It's so easy to forget that when you're in the, in the midst of, of turmoil and when the problem is just so huge, it's just laughable. But I remember sitting in meetings with, with us and we had no clue, but God always knew. I love what you said, Nico, God knew. Yeah, knew. you know, I love Matthew 6 um, where Jesus says, um, you know, don't worry about things, saying, you know, what are we going to eat? You know, what are we going to wear? Um, that, that that was sort of where we were, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we were wondering where we're going to have the money to eat. Where How yeah, are we going to be exactly. able to pay people so that they can live and, and all of that? Um, and in different translations of that, you see different words. But the ones I like, uh, and it's sort of my paraphrase, is this uh, this idea of, look, don't worry about that. Unbelievers worry about that. Mm. But you're not an unbeliever. You're a believer, and your Father knows what you need. Mm. So seek first the kingdom, and then all this stuff will be added. Oh, so good. You wow. know? Isn't that great? Yes, it is. And, and so that was what I was trying to do was say, look, we can't solve this. Let's just admit it. Right. We can't solve this problem at Emmanuel College that we've got right now. And it's the biggest problem this college has ever faced. Mm. And it could, it's a kind of problem that could close the doors. Mm. So if we can't solve it, then we better turn to somebody who can. That's mm-hmm. good. You know, is anything too hard for God? Wow. No. Nothing is too hard for God. Is anything too hard for me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Lots of stuff. But nothing. God can do anything. Nothing is too hard for Him. And so that was what we were trying to do, and that was part of leading by example. And you're right. Uh, pray first became became pray through. Right. That was our second emphasis. And mm-hmm. then, Chris, you came up with pray together, pray together. As, as the third piece. Right. And that's what we are wanting to do with this. And so, Ron, you have, you have helped us gain an understanding of kind of the what what Emmanuel was going through, and we want you um, in in our next in our next podcast. We want we want to continue having a conversation with you, and just kind of take us deeper into the experience and uh, and how we were able to find victory in that. And 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 in as 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 we're thinking about it, it reminds me again and again that we are not to endure our struggles alone. Whatever next steps we're taking, we need to take them with others because uh, we are looking for ways to make sure that our next step can be our best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. 
You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.